Welcome to the Byler Bomb Show. I am your host, Austin Byler, and today we have an extremely special guest, one of my good friends and mentors, Matt Palmer. This dude's incredible. He's really changed my life personally, and to have that testimony, I know he's changed tons of lives out there in this world. He's involved with FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, really bringing out the bright side in sports, helping athletes prepare for that next level. He's got his own mental skills training deal going on in Arizona twice a year, and it's just an incredible deal. I've been sitting in on it, learning from him, trying to take notes and just get the edge on the competition. It's something that all athletes, we believe, need, and this is an action-packed show with lots of mental skills training, and and definitely going to have a part two because he's just an incredible human being, and just super excited to bring him to y'all to just learn from. So I hope you guys learned something from this show and hope y'all enjoy. Let's get it. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Byler Bomb Show. I'm your host, Austin Byler, and today we have a very special guest, Matt Palmer, the FCA full-time chaplain for here in Arizona. He's also been coaching high school baseball for over 10 years, was a head coach previously at, at North Canyon, He's been coaching at Sunrise Mountain High School for the last few years, my alma mater in high school. And he's doing a lot of cool things now. He started this mental skills program here in Arizona. And it's something that I think is very interesting to me, something really close to my heart and very close to what we're doing with Major League University and trying to hit that aspect of the game. Palm has been a mentor to me for so long. I mean, what, about a year ago, really came on. We met this guy a little over a year ago, maybe a year and a half, and we just connected right away. He invited me to church, invited me to the Bible study, and just day by day, continue to grow, and he really just helped change my life. So having mentors like this in your life is huge. I really highly recommend finding people that are on the same mission as you, trying to provide and give back to the communities that they're a part of. So, Palm, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. It's an honor, honor to be with you. I'm yeah. not sure I deserve that inter- introduction, but uh, appreciate you having me on. <laughs> No, you're awesome, man. I'm really excited to have you on. So let's kind of get into it. Let's talk about your story a little bit. You have an interesting story. For me, I mean, just going from high school and and going through the baseball route, you've had an interesting baseball route. You've gone to a junior college. You really, you tell me that you weren't supposed to be there. And then you go on playing Colorado on a GCU, kind of just a crazy route that not a lot of guys get to experience. So kind of take us through that route and how it's led to what you're doing now. Yeah, I'm not sure it's the, the route you would, would dream about or draw up, but it's the path that was uh, designed for me, and I'm thankful I had the opportunity to do it. Uh, played baseball locally Ironwood High School. Uh, to be honest, I was an was average high school player. Had a chance to go, uh, to go out to Scottsdale Community College as, uh, if you want to call it, a recruited walk-on, if there is such a thing. <laughs> a buddy of mine was on scholarship to go out there. He basically begged them to give me a look and went to a practice. They invited me to the to the fall, probably with no no intentions of anything. Uh, went out for the fall my, my freshman year of college and um, they had three sophomore catchers and gave me the option to play and not play much or redshirt and I chose to redshirt. Uh, redshirt with seven other guys and redshirting for anybody that's done it might be one of the, the toughest things to do because you basically show up in practice and you don't travel and uh, it's a lot of work. But fortunately I, I had the, the work ethic and, and the mindset that said I'm gonna get through this redshirted for a year it was the best thing that, that I ever could have done uh, and then I was able to start the next two years uh, at Scottsdale behind the plate um, played played well in those years ha- uh, definitely my best baseball was was not in high school it was after in college um, ha- you know talk about those one those things that happened one time one play one 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 pitch that kind of changed the future for you I was in the the, the all-star game for the, the Juco all-star game my before my sophomore year and uh, threw a guy out to lead off the game. Guy leads off the knock, pretty good base stealer. Uh, throw him out and 
have a couple knocks in that game, and all of a sudden the door opens up to go to University of Southern Colorado. Uh, went there, played a year. <coughs> they had some changes uh, in the summer between my junior and, and senior year, and they basically cut a bunch of out-of-state scholarship budget. And I got a phone call that said, hey, we'd love you to come back. We just don't have any money for you. And I couldn't afford that. Um, wow. So decided to, to change paths again and was going to give up playing. Came back here, was really feeling sorry for myself uh, in the summer, working a construction job in Tempe in the summer, which is fun <laughs> if you've ever done that. Uh, Sweatbox and, out there. And my girlfriend then, who's my wife now, uh, really started challenging me. Just, are you you're going to be done? You're going to quit? This isn't what you, you're about. So she really was the... The, the provoker, if you will, of me continuing. Um, she goes, hey, you know a bunch of guys down playing at Grand Canyon. Why don't you go talk to the coach? And I'm like, come on, man. I'm a senior. I was feeling sorry for myself. Uh, and so, thankfully, I, I took her advice, went down, talked to, to Dave Stapleton, who gave me a chance to come out and walk on. And, and somehow, some way, I made that team. I uh, got to finish my, my college career playing with a lot of guys that, that I had started with. Uh, we had a blast, went to a regional tournament. Uh, and then baseball for me at that point ended and uh, life really changed fast for us during my senior year of college. Uh, me and my wife, girlfriend at the time, found out we were, uh, we were expecting our, our Braden was, uh, wow. my, my, my oldest son was born in July. Uh, we, got, we found out he was, he, she was pregnant in January. We were married in April and then uh, July uh, he was born and that, that, that took me into the next chapter of life, which was finish a degree, get a job, be a husband, be a dad, figure out how to not be a 22-year-old idiot uh, yeah. and grow up fast. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's incredible. I mean, having just, we talk about all the time, people say it everywhere, hey, make the most out of your opportunities, but you really did make the most out of your opportunity. You never know when somebody is watching. So for a coach out there speaking to his kids or for a kid listening in, like you don't know when that opportunity is going to come. Like. It could be in the all-star game when you throw out some dude who's high on a draft prospect list or somebody in a random game that you don't think anybody's going to be at in the middle of the season, um, the dogfighting days, as you will. So just making the most out of your opportunity, I think, is incredible. And then sacrificing for your family, being able to go back, probably had an opportunity to go on and play if you really wanted to pursue it. But kind of talk about that. How does it feel to make that transition? You made a couple transitions in your life that we'll get to later. But how does it feel to go from playing baseball and that's your whole life. That's everything you've ever known. And then one day it's just gone. You're done. And now you've got to make a decision to kind of go on and move on and put on for your family. I think for me it happened so fast I didn't have any other choice. And I'm, I'm mm. thankful because as I look back now, if, if, if God didn't close that door for me on baseball and, and if we weren't blessed with a son that I wasn't ready to be a dad to, thankfully God equipped me with, with that and, and learned and failed and learned and failed on how to be a dad and a husband. But if, I, if that door wouldn't have been closed, clear as day, I probably would have been the guy that pursued trying to play indie ball or doing something until I was 35, 36 years old because I was my, my identity was baseball. Yeah, Baseball was, was my thing. I, I was really immature in my faith and inconsistent uh, and really dark in college. Um, and I, I probably would have been chasing that thing until maybe just a couple of years ago. I would have been that guy that was ready to sell out everything to play to play the game that I love. The game taught me a lot, which game game taught me a lot about work ethic, discipline, being a good teammate. Um, the work, work ethic definitely helped me transition to go from, okay, baseball's over. Uh, you've transferred three times. So I, I, again, transferred from Scottsdale to uh, Southern Colorado to Grand Canyon, and I couldn't afford to go back to Canyon to finish my degree. So then I transferred to ASU West again. Wow. I probably have the most credits you could ever accumulate and only have one degree. <laughs> uh, so the challenging part for that was I got to get this stuff done 
because I've, I've got to be able to provide for my family. So yeah. knocked out school, worked full time, um, got into a couple of jobs where I was working 70 to, hours, 70 to 80 hours a week. And I'm thankful for what baseball gave me because it gave me the work ethic, the, the, the hey, let's just show up and, and go do this thing. So worked for a couple of years at a very, very crazy, insane pace. Um, but then was able to work myself into a career in, in, in sales for about 15 years. Uh, moved into some different leadership positions and uh, that ultimately, you know, uh, transitioned and got, got had a different plan for the next who knows how many years for me to go into ministry. Yeah, so you, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, it's been the ministry and just being around FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, for those of you who don't know, is the most amazing group in the world. I mean, they take care of so many people in this world and really help people live their best lives, find Christ and, and find the good in their lives. And it's more than just the sport that they play, which is the incredible part about it is that we're not so focused on just what you're doing on the field. It's off the field that really matters and who you are away from sports and what's your identity, as you mentioned earlier. So how was that transition? I mean, you were at basically the top of the game in your job over 15 years. You were getting ready to kind of take over almost as one of the top CEOs in that company. You, you were basically the man in charge. And then one day it just gets cut. Your legs get cut from out from under you, and now you've got to make a decision, and you made the decision to move into FCA Fellowship Group, which I think is amazing, really helping athletes and people in this world. So how has that transition helped you and changed your life and changed your perspective on everything you kind of see now? Yeah, well, not quite sure about the CEO part, but I was I was definitely <laughs> in a position where um, I had strived to be. I walked into a company um, where I remember sitting in, in orient, new hire orientation, and they brought in our vice presidents and I remember sitting and doing that orientation and saying, I'm gonna do that someday. And I was on that path. Um, it really just in a place where my, my faith was probably priority number seven or eight. <clears throat> um, it wasn't really a focal point in my life. I had family, uh, you know, had kids. We, we, we had Braden and then, you know, we had Ryan two years later and then we had Madeline two years after that. So we had a young family really quick and it was about provide, provide, provide. Uh, and in my career, it was climb, climb, climb. How many different levels can I move up? And, and I knew I knew I was gifted with leadership in, in a short amount of time. Uh, my faith was kind of on the back burner. Um, it was probably five or so years ago I got reconnected with Brian Beltramo, who I work with now with FCA. He yeah. was our chaplain my senior year at Grand Canyon. Uh, that was his first year. was my, my only year there. No, no coincidence in that. Um, we got reconnected through youth baseball, both of our boys. Uh, we're playing baseball against each other and so we started to develop a, a friendship and started to spend some time with him um, and he really opened up my, my eyes and, and, and yeah, God opened up my eyes but he helped me walk along this path of discovering my faith discovering my identity um, and really starting to understand God's Word and through that process my, my career which I was focused on being with this company for 20 25 30 years um, everything started to change God did some work in my heart my life um, and, and really, uh, we can go into more detail if you want it, but the, the, the door was closed in the place that I thought I was going to be for 30 years. Um, and within a six-month period, I went from being in corporate America to, to working in ministry full-time. And if you would have told me three years ago, uh, it'll, be, it'll be two years from me working with FCA in, in May. If you would have told me three years ago that I'd be working in ministry full-time, I would have told you, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, you got the wrong dude. Uh, but somehow God... Uh, had a plan, and uh, I'm thankful that I get to get up every day and get to do what I get to do. Yeah, no, it's incredible to see the impact you've had. Like I mentioned earlier, the impact on my life, and I think God uses broken people for the greater good, and he uses people with experience 
who have gone through a lot, maybe not obeyed or, or walked the real godly path that a lot of us assume is out there and they've had to make these adjustments and now they've seen all these experiences so now they can get back to that next generation and help, hopefully help them throughout their experiences not do so much of the crazy stuff that some of us have done. But I think he puts us all in positions to do that and to have our voice. So it's leading to that leadership aspect. I mean, you go into the FCA, uh, the FCA camp every summer in Flagstaff. I think it was incredible. I went last year for the first year, and that was an eye-opening experience. I don't ever want to miss it again because I saw all of these kids like be vulnerable. And I think getting these kids in a day where we're so connected to technology, it's tough to get them to be vulnerable. But when we're out there, we have great speakers like Chad Johnson. We've got a couple of ex-football players in the building. Um, just some great FCA leaders, Eddie Bonine, like UPalm, Beltramo, a lot of guys like that in the Valley that are here to help. Yeah. And seeing all these kids kind of come to Christ and be able to experience something greater than what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis was okay. incredible. So talk about that experience. When you're going to FCA camp, um, are you looking forward to it? Is that like the one weekend on your calendar that you're like, I'm marking the X and nothing else is changing this? Like, how is that experience for you? Yeah, fortunately, I get to do it for, for what you would call my job. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll take it to a day-to-day -day basis. I'm thankful I get to get up every day and get to do what I get to do. Uh, when you find a place in your life where you're doing what you're called to be doing, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. I, I get up every day and, and, and I have conversations with coaches and athletes uh, and try to be an encourager and a support mechanism uh, and, and ultimately point people to, to their purpose and point people to the Lord. That's not, that's not work in my opinion. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that secret out, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't feel like work most days. Uh, camp is awesome. Uh, camp at times, you know, there's, there's a, it's, a, it's a short amount of time. It's four or five days up in Flagstaff. Um, it's just such a, a tremendous opportunity for us to, to bring coaches, athletes, uh, high school and college um, to get together to, to compete and train. Uh, and not just train on the field, but train uh, off the field to build relationships, um, to grow in their faith. It's just one of those weekends that are weeks that, that fortunately I get to, to call my job. Uh, yeah. But I, I would do it if I didn't have to do it. Um, it's one of those things we get to do, we don't have to do. Um, and I'm thankful. It's, it's a lot of work that we put into that thing. Uh, but that, I don't know there's a, a week that you get done with, you're like, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. But uh, if we could do camp 50 weeks out of the year, I'd do camp 50 <laughs> weeks out of the year. I think I'd attend 50 weeks out of the year, too. That's, that's for well, sure. We, we appreciate you helping out. Yeah, no, it's an incredible experience for anybody who hasn't ever been there. I mean, take the leap of faith and go. You've got great instruction, great people around that you can go out there and just meet new people. You never know who you meet that's going to change your life around. That one moment can change and alter the whole direction of your life. So let's take our dialogue into that mental skill side of things. I believe faith plays a big role in our, our mental skills aspect, mental toughness. It's kind of our rock, as we like to talk about. We have a lot of dialogue going on with the mental side of the game, both very passionate about it. So something you've done here in Arizona, you started this mental skills program for athletes, local high school and uh, middle school, correct? Mm -hmm. Athletes, so yeah. seventh grade to uh, seniors in high school. Yeah. And you're really helping them figure out what gets in their way. How do they get in their way of themselves and how do they get out of that? You know, and, and take that next step. So talk about that mental skills program that you started here and how much of an impact you're trying to make on that side of the game, and how important that is to that uh, to the game. I'll start with the last part first. I, I think as a, I just relate from my mindset as a player. I, I was a perfectionist. I didn't handle failure, failure very well. Um, I was wrapped up in performance being the 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 the, the perform my performance on the field dictated who I was off the field. So if I was four for four, it was going to be a great night to be around me. If I was zero for four, run. 
right? Yeah, get right. out. And, and, and so Sorry, Mom and Dad. It was tough because I just lived and died with it. I never had a good grasp on the mental game. But but when you look back now, being being almost 40, you look back and 20-year-old me, baseball was everything. And, and sitting here today, like I know God has a much bigger purpose for my life, and baseball was a part of it. It wasn't my life. Uh, and I felt like a failure for a long time because I didn't make it as far as I wanted to, not realizing that it had to go this way for me to be where I'm at and have the opportunity to do what I get to do today, to, yes. to, to, to work with athletes, to work with coaches, to speak from a place of, of I understand what the, what the game brings you and the challenges of playing it, the, the highs and the lows. Uh, the, mental, the mental skills course you referenced that, that we've done now for three years um, in January, February timeframe, right before the, the high school baseball starts, that actually started out uh, in a hotel room. Uh, we were on a, on a baseball road trip with a group of, of freshman baseball players, uh, Beltramo and I, uh, who yeah. we talked about earlier. We're in a hotel room, and really we were in the mindset that said, how do we help these freshmen get prepared for their first season of high school baseball? Like they're freshmen, they don't know what's going down. There's a lot of stuff being thrown at them. School is still new. This is the first season of high school baseball. There's probably a lot of built-in expectation from a lot of different places. How do we help equip them to be better, uh, to, to be better prepared for the season? And so in my mind, I've got Beltramo, who is, you know, B's been with FCA for 21 years. So I've got Beltramo, the strong, grounded Jesus guy. And, and at, at that point for me, I was still in corporate America. So I've got, I'm a leader and I'm a coach and I've got that part. He's got that part. Let's bring them together. And we both have our roles. So we put together an idea to, to train for six weeks in a classroom setting uh, with whoever showed up from a high school athlete standpoint. Uh, the first year we had 40, 45 guys show up. And that class for me, uh, you know, I've always been, as I've gotten older, I've been more passionate about what goes on in our brains, uh, how that Im impacts how we perform. Uh, as I got to study more, like I really started to, to get to the root that if I'm not strong in my faith, I can't be mentally tough. Yeah. Uh, and so that, that class is really kind of near and dear to my heart because that, that six-week session was the springboard for me to go into ministry. Uh, we were in week three of that class. Again, I thought I, me and Brian had our defined roles, and we get in the middle of that thing in week three. I find myself at the end of, of, of the session literally sharing the word of God and sharing some of my personal testimony. We got done that night, and I looked at Brian. I'm like, what just happened here? Like, I'm not the guy that's supposed to be preaching or teaching in this way, and yeah. God had a different plan. So that, that gave me this, like, idea that, you know what, maybe ministry is for me. And then, you know, fast forward eight months later, six, seven months later, I'm working full time with FCA. Uh, I just think, getting back to your question about why is it important, there's so much that, that, that is, is distracting, impacting our, our athletes and coaches today that I didn't have to deal with when I was a player. I'm thankful there was no social media. I'm thankful there wasn't all, all these other things that create hype and expectation. Um, and I think it, uh, it's just so much noise. Yeah. So much that... that, that you could get pulled in 57 different directions. I could consistently, co constantly compare myself to everybody else. Um, and I think we've got to do everything we can to equip athletes, coaches, with an understanding of how our brain works and how our brain works and that, that actually impacts uh, what, what goes on in the field. Yeah, definitely. You know, the class is more than sit back and let's visualize how to hit a 2-0 fastball. It's what are you going to do when, when life throws you the curveball? Uh, what are you going to do when you wake up in the morning and you've got to deal with drama with your family? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I can speak now from experience, like when you're 37 years old and, and you, you lose your job unexpectedly, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? 
yes. uh, when adversity comes your way, when, 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 when the unexpected happens, am I equipped mentally to prepare, or not to prepare, am I equipped mentally to handle what's gonna come my way? Or am I gonna let my, my emotions start changing how I act? Yes. I'm a big believer that we've gotta be aware and, um, and just really in tune with how we're thinking, how we're feeling. And if I don't like the way I feel, I need to do something different to change the way I feel, not let my, my, my emotions drive my, my actions. Yeah, definitely. And one of the reasons I love doing this podcast now is because I get to learn from people like you and these mentors in my life and amazing people in the baseball world and just sports fans <coughs> who really speak life into children and they help equip people. And you've said equip three times now. And I love that word because I think a lot of times coaches or people in these like uh, different leadership settings want to tell other people what to do, tell their kids what to do, tell their team what to do, instead of equip them with the right abilities, the right tools to go out and have success, pumping somebody up with confidence. Um, that identity part, I think just, just knowing that yourself, you said being in tune with your feelings, that's almost knowing your identity, knowing who I am on the field and off the field, who I am in times of stress, when things are going good and things are going bad at home. Whatever it is that's going on, I'm confident in who I am each day, no matter what. And taking that up, up into the plate, I think is huge. In, on the mound, is huge, like eliminating those distractions. I had a funny story the other day, my sister's coming up, she's talking about the Snapchat notifications, and she's more pumped up about getting a lot of Snapchat notifications than maybe impacting value in somebody else's life or, or pumping somebody else up in real life. And it just really reflected to me like today's society. I think we're so caught up in these outside external factors that we don't get down to the core of things. Like who are we? Who do, like who are we in times of adversity? Who are we in times of, of good and bad? So let's talk about that a little bit, kind of moving on. Um, you've had the opportunity to kind of hang out around the Giants a little bit and, and just been blessed to be able to be around those guys and their organization. And You've been helping out as a chaplain there. What has it been like? What has your experience been like talking to a bunch of guys who have a ton of professional experience and then working with guys who just got drafted, either high school or college, and they're trying to work their way up. They're trying to get to that major league level, and they're dealing with the same things that we are dealing with on an everyday basis. <coughs> so kind of explain um, or share your story of kind of how, is, how has it been, how much has it impacted you being around that type of an organization? I'm, I'm just thankful. Um that God opened up the door for me to be with the Giants. Um, kind of another not random, not random thing. <clears throat> a friend of mine opened up. Uh, there was an opportunity and he hit me up to, uh, to serve them. I've been serving as their, their baseball chapel guy for the last year and a half. Um, I'll tell you what, those guys, they're playing the same game. They're dealing with similar pressures. Um, there might be a contract involved and they're getting paid to play, but they're dealing <laughs> yeah. with the same, same stuff, confidence levels, um, you know, performance, uh, expectations, um, all, all the same things that probably the high school kid faces just in a little bigger, uh, I don't know about bigger magnitude, but in more of a fishbowl. Like you perform yeah. or you're done. Um, yeah. I think the ultimate reality out there is you can do everything right and still have a door closed, uh, yes. which I can relate to in my, in my, my professional career. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough world and, and I'm thankful I get to be, bring a little bit of light into that place. Uh, to share the word, um, just to, to be be an encourager and 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 be able to to be there for those guys through the good and 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 the challenging times. I think everybody needs somebody. Um, you know, iron sharpens iron, uh, just as one man sharpens another. We could probably go Proverbs twenty seven seventeen all day. Uh, we need it. We need we need <clears throat> to be surrounded by um, quality people. And I think I learned as much from being around some of those young guys as as they 
potentially learn from me. Yeah. Now, now talk about, hit on that, because I've had this kind of funny feeling where I'll go do some camps with some youth kids, whether it's 8 to 12 to 15, 18, and sometimes the 9-year-old in the group teaches me something that I never knew about baseball or I never knew about life, like just how to enjoy it or how to have fun or like the family aspect. So how is it having some of these guys like teach you some things, like when you're sitting there watching them go through their process, their routine, and now you have the opportunity <clears throat> to take some of this information and utilize it with your high school team. Like, how is it kind of converting that over to the high school baseball, and how are they similar? How's the same thoughts and, and the process similar? I think it, it for me, just puts in perspective. Like, they they're human beings, just like anybody else. Yeah, we're all dealing with stuff. We're all dealing with challenges. <clears throat> they they have a, a different career path than most people do, right? They get to play a game uh, for as long as they can, um, but they're dealing with the same stuff. And I would say what, what I've learned the most is probably just keep it simple. Yeah. Like, what can, what can I focus on controlling today? Uh, can I be a great teammate? Uh, can, I, can, I, can I give my best effort? Can I have a great attitude? And, and it's probably even tougher out there than anywhere else because sometimes things happen that don't make sense. You know, um, you could be, be doing everything you possibly can, having great success at the plate, um, and, and the situation changes. Uh, somebody gets moved up or moved down, and and your playing time is, is, is over yeah. or it's limited and all of a sudden you've got a choice in how you respond. Like, I think you know, so much of what we're doing and what they're doing and what most men and women in high school, whatever age, it's just so much about what happens when something happens to us, right? Like how do I respond when something doesn't go the way that I wanted it to? Yes. Uh, what, what, what am I going to go to? Am I going to go to, okay, this is like the, the, the thing that's changed most for me just in, in a couple years, <clears throat> excuse me, all of a sudden I got this cough. <laughs> that's um, right, let it rip. The, the thing that, that's changed for me is just this understanding like the day that I'm supposed to have is the day that God's given me. And I've got a choice to respond within that day mm -hmm. to whatever's thrown my way, whether I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep plotting through it and, and trust that the process or the day that I'm in the middle of is the day I'm supposed to have uh, and keep my emotions in check. Uh, if I react, things probably go sour. I know for me, every time I put myself back on the throne of my life, I find myself making bad decisions or, or being reactive instead of letting the Holy Spirit guide me and being really more in tune with what God wants me to do today. Yes. No, it's <clears throat> cool. And you mentioned something to me a lot that has really stuck and, and stuck at home with me is you be where your feet are. And when you get out of bed, put your feet on the ground. Like the first thing you do is put your feet on the ground, give thanks. And, and acknowledge him who's given us all this strength to go about our days. And, and that's just incredible to be able to have the awareness each day to know that if I put myself first, probably not going to be my best self. For me, I get selfish sometimes, and I need to be more aware of that, and it holds me back. But when I take myself out of the equation and try and give and think about how can I help somebody else, I think it helps me have a better day. And I think that's what you're doing in ministry. I mean, you live it. You have to live it. Now, since you're my mentor, and you're a mentor to a lot of other people in the valley, valley and across this world. Who's your mentor? And who's been that rock in your life? You've mentioned Beltramo, an amazing leader with FCA for over 20 years now. I remember going to his baseball camp 15 years ago. Like, who's this crazy B guy? You know, and he's going to get on the show now. I know he's listening. He's going to get on the show for sure. But for you, like, who's your mentor been and how have they impacted your life? Yeah, I'll go back before I answer that. You talked about be where your feet are. That's a Brian Kane thing. Uh, so I'm not, mm. I won't take credit, but... I think the more we can learn from guys that, that, that have, have, uh, have that positive mindset, that, that, that 
like future looking, like what's tomorrow going to be? Let's look a year from now. Who do I want to be? And if I want to be something different, like th th then I've got to start making some different choices. And it starts in the brain. Ooh, um, yes. but yeah, it's not about who, I, what I want to do today. It's about who do I want to become. And if I, if I think about what I have to do versus who I want to become, it, it starts to change priorities. So uh, the, the, the Brian Kane, Be Where Your Feet Are, kind of changed everything. Because when I was in corporate America, it was a lot about about balance and work-life balance and all that stuff. And what I what I started to realize is that's kind of a lie. Mm -hmm. and, and I might go in the face of what a lot of people believe, and that's okay. Uh, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong. It's just what I believe. Balance had me in a place where I'm, I'm at home and my kids are running around the house and it's seven o'clock at night and I should be locked in to be a dad and be a husband but because I have work-life balance mode in my brain I'm checking my email on my phone I'm looking at sales reports I'm doing other things that distract me from being where my feet are so like that's one of those things I heard from from Kane that just has completely kind of wrecked my thought process because yeah. I don't think there is balance like if I'm if I'm here with you right now I'm going to be locked in on on giving you my best effort on this on this podcast and I'm thankful to be here if I'm going to go to the next stop, I'm gonna be where my feet are. If I'm gonna to go to the baseball field, I'm gonna give everything I got there. So yes. this, this, this myth that we can kind of spread ourselves thin, I think we've gotta be cautious of, of how many things we try to do at once instead of just being locked in on, on what's in front of us. Um, yes, please question, agree. The question you asked me again who, was. Who was your mentor? Like, who's really helped man, you kind of find um, this I'm, new light in your life? I'm thankful. Beltramo was a huge impact um, spiritually just from a, from a, a guy that I could learn from and he, he lives it like he, he doesn't just it wasn't just a hey let's do Bible study and and then I see a different guy like you know what you're gonna get with Brian and he was a great great impact on me and still is um, you know my dad growing up uh, I don't know that I've, I've ever seen anybody work as hard as as my father did um, does uh, he was a great impact just from work ethic and you know it might sound cheesy but I kind of grew up with the Cal Ripken mindset that like yeah. I'm gonna show up every day I'm gonna go to work you know if you look at the numbers of how many games Cal played like I'm sure there was days he could have taken a day off there was a nine-year stretch oh. where he didn't take an inning off nowadays you get scheduled time off <laughs> hey man you've worked too hard today Diff we had a long game different time you different time different off. game and, and there's probably different reasons for that right but I, I I subscribe to like the hey Cal Ripken showed up every day I could probably figure out how to show up um, I, I'm surrounded by a lot of good guys I, I've got uh, guys that I work with um, guys that I serve at, at, at church with uh, uh, there's just a lot of good people I wouldn't really single out anybody my, my dad uh, Beltramo and, and ultimately for some reason, like given the path that, that I, I could have ended up on, God has just given me some un, just crazy undeserved grace and mercy in my life to, to, to be where I'm at today, despite you know some of the, the, the college times and, and the mistakes that I've made, like somehow, some way, um, I, I, don't, I don't deserve it, but God had a, had a bigger plan for a broken dude to, to have a chance to <clears throat> Hopefully I'm in a spot where I can share some of my stories, share some of the things that I did, because I was a fool in high school and college. I was the, 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 the please everybody, try to be the, 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 the guy that, you know, I want to be a good teammate, and that meant hanging out after, and like whatever we were getting into at night in the party scene, it was a yeah. competition for me, and um, I made a lot of bad choices during that time frame. Um, but thankfully, I, I'm in a place now where I can share that, that story with coaches, with athletes, with whoever I'm, I'm with, 
um, and not from a place to say, hey, you got this little like grace period of life where you can be a fool and then figure it out. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to say, hey, how, how can I help you avoid stepping in the 702 potholes that I stepped in yeah. so you don't have to hit your head 702 times like I did? And, and maybe we shorten that window of, of, of the time where we spend kind of just wandering. Yes, wandering around. No, it's like I'd like to think of it today as I look around and I see a lot of walking zombies. And I use that and it may sound harsh, but it's kind of true. You see people just staring at their phone, walking into poles, like people getting in crashes all the time because they're distracted. And this whole world's been so connected now with all this new technology that we get distracted and we forget the real purpose of why we're here and, and our value that we're trying to provide to other people. So you kind of mentioned <clears throat> all of that. Now, when you're speaking to all these kids, we'll lead into the last question is, what would you tell yourself when you were 23, 22 back in the day maybe your senior year of college or junior year of college when you were in the middle of playing ball that was your only dream um, what would you go back and tell somebody in that set and say in college baseball today just from all of your experiences yeah. everything you've been through that's a good question um, I, I was distracted for a minute by the phone you brought the, the cell phone thing and it's just such yeah. a real deal we've got to be aware of of how much time we allocate it's a great resource right we can communicate oh, we can look up everything it's it's an all-in-one device but um you know the the, the the average the average high school student is, is on his phone for eight to nine hours a day or an electronic oh, device my. and you think about what that time split is like there's there's an importance of of uh, and i'm not i'm not getting off track i'm gonna go back to your question yeah absolutely. but i think just for the coaches or, or anybody listening to this like if, if if our average high school athlete is connected to a electronic device for nine hours a day um, and they're sending 111 text messages a day. There's some stats from a, a local resource officer um, at a local school. That's incredible. Uh, and, oh my gosh. And, and if the average high school student is having 10 to 15 minutes of conversation with their mom and dad per day, you got to ask the question like the resource officer asked us. He said, hey, what are they learning and who are they are learning it from? So I bring that up just to encourage coaches that are listening to this. If you're my coach, you have me for two to three hours a day. What kind of example are you setting? What, what, what kind of values are you instilling? And, and, and really, what's your purpose? Are you there to teach baseball or a jump shot or, or, or a juke? Or are you there to teach life skills and, and how to handle adversity? And ultimately, are, are you gonna be in a place where you're on fire to point, point your athletes to the Lord? You yeah. got a great opportunity to impact. And so I just bring that up out of, out of an awareness thing, man. Coaches, thank you for what you're doing. You have a huge opportunity to impact. Uh, and, and, and understand that like on any given campus, on any given, given school, you're the one that's been appointed to lead that group of people. Yeah. Like that's, that's a great opportunity. Uh, and, and I just encourage you to, to just to be mindful of that. Yeah, well you mentioned real quick, you mentioned that thing of like the time on your phone or yeah, the time on your phone and then the time you spend with your family. And I have another, like another <clears throat> mentor of mine always mentioned to me, he's like, hey, the average dad spend seven minutes a day with his son and I was like astounded I was like I'm gonna flip this whole script like when I'm older when I have kids like this isn't happening to me like I'm not falling in and succumbing to to that like I want to be with my family so sorry to interrupt you there but just to hit on the time there it's very crucial and we have a huge impact we can make yeah and it's a real deal though I mean I, I would yeah. I would say I line up with where you're at like hey that's not gonna be me as a dad but I have two high school boys and my daughter's in seventh grade and there's some days where I might get eight minutes yeah just given schedules everybody's busy sports at school stuff i mean there's times where we literally in passing it it's a few minutes a day but are you going to make those few minutes uh, impactful or are you going to be too busy to be present and and just be locked in mm -hmm. um 
I just think we've got to be mindful and get back to that be where you feed our thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you, your, your question was back to 23-year-old you. Yeah. Uh, I probably would start sooner than that. I'd say, man, we, we as a young kid, I wish I knew and I clearly had to find what, my, what, what I stood for, what Ooh. my core values were. I grew up in church, but it was, it was, it was, not, it was something I did. Like I, I knew a lot about God, but I didn't know God, right? Yes. So I, I, I didn't really have this clear compass, clear direction, clear, like I didn't have core values in my life. I, I was trying to play baseball. I was trying to please other people. I was trying to do all these things um, to, to be accepted. Now, for me, I've got a whole different kind of root cause for that, right? Uh, I'm adopted, and I went through the process of finding my, my biological parents later in life. But within that, there was a lot of built-in insecurity stuff that I had to deal with. Unfortunately, I didn't deal with it till later in life. Uh, yeah. But for me, I, I would get back and say, I've got to know who I am. I've got to know, like, why am I here? Uh, I, I would go back and tell me that, hey, baseball is part of you. It's not you. Uh, and I, I would say really understanding, like, what do I stand for? Uh, and then not be swayed by trying to be accepted. And I think that's probably no different than the, the challenge for, for kids and coaches today. Like, do you yeah. know what you stand for? And is that your, are those, are those core values, is that your, basically your decision-making process? Because if I know if my core values are my faith, my family, uh, and, and whatever else you want to plug into that, then my decisions get filtered through that, yes. right? So if as a 16-year-old kid, I say my faith, my family, and my, my sport, are, are my priorities. Then I'm like, all right, Friday night, I got a chance to go out. My friends are gonna go to some party. I know what's gonna be there. And I run that through my, does that, does that jive with, does that align with my faith, with my, my, family, my family values, and where I'm going, trying to go in sport? It, it gives me the answer. I don't have yes. to guess. Like, instead of going right, I go left, and I know where I need to be. I know that if, if, if my faith really matters, I'm not gonna go to a party where I'm gonna end up getting hammered and wake up the next day going, why did I do what I did? Yes. If I know that my family has values and that's not aligning with what we're, we're about, um, then, I, then I, it just takes the decision-making out of it. Um, so I'd go back and, and really <coughs> try to tap into who, who I'm, who I'm what, are, what are my core values and who, who did God make me to be uh, and be a little more rooted in, in, in truth than I was because I was not rooted in anything. I was rooted in sand and anytime some wave came in, it pulled me one direction or the other and that led me down a lot of a lot of interesting paths uh, that I get the chance now to not be ashamed of, uh, but to, to, to just to be vulnerable with and open to say, hey, this is the choice I made, this is what happened, and this is why I think there might be a better option for you as a, as a high school kid, as a college kid, as a young adult, or as an adult. Like, I'm just, hey, hear me on this, like, I don't have anything figured out. I'm trying to figure it out day to day, just like we all are. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully today I make better decisions than I did yesterday. Yes, and you're in a position to continue to do that, continue to help people, and continue to speak life into their lives. And I think a lot of times when we go through these experiences, we feel shame. For me, like coming out of pro ball and like went through a lot of different things, and I used to feel shame about my story. I didn't want to share it or anything. And then surprisingly, once I met you, got onto this whole new side of things, and now I'm like, I need to get this story out. Like I need to share it with more people. More kids need to be impacted and hear this. So maybe one kid goes the opposite way and the fork in the road, and now he's saved or now he's helping himself and his family in the rest of his life and not winding up spiraling down that path that a lot of us can fall victim to, especially in sports, it's high pressure. You're going through no matter what sport, volleyball, baseball, softball, soccer, like it's high intensity, especially mm -hmm. at the college level and then going into professional baseball. Like 
it's not easy. We always hear the claws or the crabs try to claw themselves out of the bucket. You like to use that as well. And I've heard it a few more times this week. And I just think it hits home really hard because you see all these people trying to get to the top and everybody else is trying to drag them down instead of help them up, give them the encouragement that you hit on earlier. So, Palm, well, keep uh, going. No, keep spitting fire. Do it. The, the, <laughs> Do the, it. the cool thing, I had the opportunity to walk alongside of you when, when your baseball career ended. And it was just incredibly – I was incredibly proud. Like you, you, you hit what most people in that in 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 that world might have seen as bottom, right? You get yeah. released from the Diamondbacks, and the way you handled yourself, because I think at that point, I mean, you, you had grown a ton, um, yes. just in knowing who you are, and it, what baseball didn't end, and your life didn't end, right? You get your release from the Diamondbacks didn't equal uh, life's now over. Now what? You, like you had yes. an idea that something else was coming, and and then you gave it a chance again to go to to play in Schaumburg. Uh, and that probably was one of those experiences that most people look at on the surface and like, man, I'm not sure that was a good experience because result-wise, you would probably say it wasn't. I remember I told you, I said, Palm hitting .80 at the plate. I think I was two for 40. <laughs> I didn't even think it was possible. I was like, man, what is going on? But I was like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Right. And I'm hitting under 100. <laughs> well, because incredible. you went there on a different mission. You went there yes. to, to, to be of the mindset that how can I be the best teammate? How can I impact the locker room? How can I be a light in that place versus yeah. how can I go hit 416? Well, we started a Bible study. I got connected with three or four guys who I talked to daily. Like one of my buddies I got connected with who we're doing Major League University now with QB Meyer and like hmm. just reconnecting the dots. Yeah. Like you said, you went there on a greater purpose and I really did. Maybe I didn't see it as much in the moment, but I started to see it once I got there. And uh, I, again, I'm proud of you, man. It's been been just an honor to, to walk alongside you, to be your friend, uh, just to, to be a part of your journey. And I'm um, looking forward to what's what's next for you. This this all this work you're doing with uh, with MLU and and just just giving back and, and trying to encourage, equip the next group, next generation is awesome. Keep at it. And I, I would just I'll, I'll, I'll leave this. And I don't know if you got more questions, but uh, you know, we all have a plan. There's a, there's a plan in place for all of us. Like we were uniquely gifted and created, and that was that was that was that was built long before we probably had any any idea of that. And I think too much too many times we get caught up in trying to to to, to do what my friends are doing or be be something that I'm not supposed mm -hmm. to be. And for me, uh, there's there's one verse that can, that absolutely rocked my my world, my life. Um, and, and I'm going to share that if that's okay with you. Absolutely, share it um, Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a large crowd of witnesses to the faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and run the race with endurance that God set before us. When you break that, that verse down for me, it just freed me up to say, man, like, I don't, I, it doesn't matter what, what everybody else is doing. God's put me in this spot. He's, 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 he's built me to go do, like all, all the story up to this point prepares me to do what I get to do today yes. and tomorrow. Uh, and I, I don't need to have the weight of past failure. I don't have to have the weight of just all this, the, the stuff doesn't need to be there because I know that I'm running in the lane that, that God wants me to be in. A, uh, I'm just thankful I get the opportunity to get up and do what I get to do and get to spend time with guys like you. Oh, absolutely, man. I really appreciate you being on the show. Palmer, it was great to have you on here and Thank you for everything, man. Thanks for being a mentor to me in my life and, and continuing to speak positivity into the youth, man. It was really incredible. Appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed this show today with Coach Palmer. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe, like, and share this with more people. Our goal is to reach as many people in this world as possible and impact as many athletes and coaches in this world. 
to make it a better place. So go ahead and share, like, and subscribe this podcast, and make sure to follow Major League University on all platforms. Have an amazing rest of your week.